so uh, one of the ways that we're, we're intimate with God, uh, one of the most important ways is through praise and worship. And I want to talk a little bit about that today, is, uh, is what praise and worship, what it does in your life, what it does for you. Uh, I believe Jesus, it doesn't talk much about Jesus in his own private time, but I believe he was a radical worshipper and he was a radical praiser of God. I believe that. He showed us intimacy with the Father. He revealed God as Abba Father, as Daddy God. That's an intimate term. So where every person in this room can call the Father Daddy. And if you feel awkward about that, then that might be showing something. Might be showing there's a call to a bit more intimacy with God. Because Jesus said, Abba Father. Come on. (laughs) So... Praise and worship is so incredibly important. Jesus' life, you look at him, and he was anointed as a man, but he was incredibly powerful. And so I'm believing that people are going to get an upgrade today in your anointing and in your intimacy with God. Amen? So turn with me to Psalm chapter 34. I'm going to look at the life of David. David was a man who was before his time. He was living under an old covenant, but I believe that God gave David a revelation of the cross. He gave him a revelation of the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And so King David, if you've ever read about his life, he did things which you just couldn't do under the old covenant. You just couldn't do it. But David got away with it because he was a man after God's own heart and he was incredibly intimate with God. And so there is incredible revelation in in this psalm There is great revelation in this psalm on how David learned to praise and worship the Father, how he learned to praise and worship and how this intimacy, praise and worship is is an intimate act with God and how it brought forth incredible results and incredible effect on his life. You are going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed. You will think, I've never knew praise and worship could do that in my life. So who's hungry today? Come on. Who's excited? Let's go. So Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. Only sometimes. No, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth or on my lips, as it says in other translations. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. That's a great scripture, isn't it? I'll bless the Lord at all times. We know that blessing is worship. Worship is ministering to God, is what we see. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Praise is boasting in God. You know, the thing I love about this passage is you might think, well, that's great, David, but I'm going through some hard times in my life right now. I don't really feel like praising God. I don't feel like doing that. You know, it's difficult for me to be intimate with God when I'm going through struggles, when I'm going through financial stress, when I'm going through family problems, when I'm going through health problems. Well, this psalm was birthed out of 1 Samuel chapter 20, 21, 22, where David is running from King Saul. David is going through an incredible trial here. He was anointed as king. He's risen up to lead the king's army. He's in the palace of the king and then all of a sudden in the space of a couple of days, a couple of weeks, 
The king wants to kill him. David's on the run. He's hired out assassins to go kill David. And David has lost. So think about this. David's lost his job. David is not with his family. He's lost his wife, his kids. David, he's about, he, the people are trying to kill him. He's lost everything he holds dear in his life. And this psalm is birthed out of that. I will bless the Lord at all times. There is never a time where you can't worship and praise God. Come on. There is never a time where you can't worship and praise Father God. He is as good as you'll ever believe He is. And He wants you to be successful more than you want to be successful yourself. And David has this revelation. So in the midst of all this pain, he says, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to worship God. And people, some people think, well, you know, God's just, God just wants my praise. He wants my worship. What's the point of worshiping God? He's just, he's just oh, now I'm going through this, God. And now imagine the confusion in David's life. I'm going through all this and now you want me to worship you. Now you want me to praise you. Now you want me to bless you. Well, you know what? What I see in the scripture is that praise and worship actually does more, to, more for us than it does for God. And that's why God wants us to do it. Amen? It's not a, oh, I, have to, oh, I just have to worship God. I have to praise Him today. No, no. This is, a, this is Holy Spirit-inspired Scripture. Holy Spirit put this in the Bible because He knows the benefits of praise and worship in your life. He knows that it draws you into intimacy with God. And it changes. It transforms you. Amen? Amen. So this is such a powerful Scripture. David's on the run. He's in the cave of Agilom. That, that word means their prey. Their prey. Have you ever felt like the prey of the enemy? Well, that's what David was feeling like. He was in a cave. He was hiding. He was on the run. People were trying to kill him. He lost everything. But he learns to worship and he learns to praise out of this place. And we see that Jesus said, John chapter 4, whoever worships me must worship me in spirit. And in truth, in spirit and in truth. So the old covenant was a picture of worship for us. And, and now we just engage God by faith. He's invisible. He's a spirit. So we worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth is our spiritual position. Our position in him as sons and daughters of God. Amen. That's so how we approach God. Praise is us boasting in him. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. You are so good. Amen. So that's the two. Just because I'm going to go through praise and worship, I want to make sure you know what they are. So let's look at verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. Listen to this. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Who knows that David would have had a lot of fears in that cave? He would have had a lot of fears. People trying to kill him. He would have had fear of man, fear of people's opinion. His family sent 400 disgruntled soldiers to him to come help him out. But he's probably thinking, what are these soldiers going to do? Are they going to try and kill me too? So there's the fear of man. I'm sure there's... The, the, the fear of God is saying, he's confused, God, what are you doing here? There's confusion in his relationship with God. There's plenty of fear that David's going through. 
But he says, magnify the Lord. As I magnified the Lord, he delivered me from all my fears. So that tells me magnifying, what does that mean? Magnify is literally to make God big in your thought life. Magnify, that magnification, that's what you do when you magnify something, is it becomes big to you. You make God big. And so this is what praise and worship does. It makes God big in our thought life. And as God gets bigger, our fears get a lot, 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 lot smaller. As God gets bigger, as you praise and worship Him, as you magnify Him, all of a sudden, you're not fearful. It says He delivers you from fear. So think of any fears you have at the moment, whether it could be with work, could be a health problem, uh, it could be in a relationship. God, as you magnify Him and praise and worship Him, it releases an anointing to set you free from fear. Come on, come on. We need that in our lives. There should never be any fearful believers. Amen? should never be any fearful believers. Hebrews 12.2 says that we fix our eyes upon Jesus. That literally means we take our eyes off the natural perspective. This isn't talking about our physical eyes. This is talking about your heart, the eyes, your, your spiritual eyes. You fix your eyes on Him. You set your heart upon Jesus. Amen? And as you see that, all of a sudden... The power, the ability, the strength of God becomes real to you and the power and the ability and the strength of your problem becomes a lot less smaller. The problem is, is if we don't praise and worship, if we don't cultivate this lifestyle, when we face these problems, all of a sudden the devil becomes really big and God becomes really small. Have you ever seen that in people's life? It's It's like the way they react is the devil's really big and God's really small. So when we praise and worship, it's actually really easy. All I have to do is start to boast in God. Thank you that Christ lives in me. Thank you that I'm born again. Thank you that I'm redeemed. Thank you that I'm delivered. Thank you that you're for me. Thank you that I'm a conqueror. Thank you for the incredible gift of salvation. As you do that, all of a sudden you're delivered from fear. You begin to operate in faith. Amen. Much better place to be. Hey, come on. I'm going to go through this. Verse 5 now. They looked to him and were radiant. Who's they? They is, is the group that was with David. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. That word radiant literally means that they were beaming with joy. They looked to him and they were beaming with joy. Is anyone beaming with joy today? <laughs> Come on. The second point is praise and worship activates joy in your life. Praise and worship activates joy in your life. If there's any grumpy people in the room, just start praise and worshipping right now, please. (laughs) Praise and worship activates joy in your life. So the disciples in Luke chapter 24 verse 52 says, they worshipped and they were filled with joy. They worshipped and they were filled with joy. So you know me, I go and do a word study on joy. Joy is mentioned in the Psalms. The Psalms is the book of praise, worship and poetry. Joy is mentioned in the Psalms over 100 times. That's a lot of times joy and worship is mentioned. Do you know in the whole of the Bible, in the whole of the Word of God, joy and worship uh, are mentioned in the same sentence or joy and praise are mentioned in the same sentence over 400 times. Come on. 
That's a lot of times. I, I think God's trying to tell us something today. I think he's saying, if you're, if you're a little bit gloomy, if you're a little bit grumpy, if you're a little bit upset, it's time to praise and worship. Come on. It's time to pick yourself up and start praising and worshiping God. It activates joy in your life. Some people are thinking, well, I'm just not a happy person. Well, I've had a hard week. Well, this person, my boss wasn't nice to me this week. Well, my spouse wasn't nice to me this week. Oh, I'm just tired. I'm just upset. Go praise and worship. Come on, you need an activation of joy. You need to be filled with joy. That's all you need. It doesn't matter about your circumstance. Think of David. He's in the worst circumstance possible. Many born-again believers, David, think about this. This is what I love about David. He was not born again. He was not a new creation. Didn't have the Holy Spirit living in him. He didn't have that well, that anointing. See, the scripture says in Isaiah, we have a well and anointing of joy within us. Holy Spirit lives within us. That's why it says it needs to be activated. David didn't have that. Yet he was still able to look to God, praise and worship God, and he was filled with joy. He was beaming with joy in a cave. They didn't, it wasn't very, they didn't have good lights back then. Not like today where you can get your iPhone out, put your torch on and you'll be fine. Yeah, many of us would go through the same circumstance and it would take us five years to get over it. Come on. Come on. It's time to activate joy in your life. Praise and worship. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 says we take up the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair or, or the spirit of heaviness that's called. Take up the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. So this is a word for some people today. You've just got to give God a little bit, just a, just a little bit. You give God a tiny bit and this is how good and amazing He is. He will fill you to overflowing with joy. He will transform your life through praise and worship. In the, I've seen people, their lives have been transformed through praise and worship just through one encounter with God and their life has been changed. Come on. He wants to take that spirit of heaviness off people. He wants to take that spirit of despair off you. So we've got to take up that garment of praise. Amen. So is there anyone in this room today if you felt heavy? People, you've gone out, I feel like my heart, there's people and you feel heavy, you feel burnt out, you feel like I want to be passionate for God, but I don't know how. If that's you, you could be bold enough just to stand and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit just to come and He's going to bring a garment of praise on you. So if that's you, just stand. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. We just say, come right now. Oh, there he is. We say, come right now, Holy Spirit, and put the garment of praise onto people right now. All heaviness, take it off, take it off, take it off in Jesus' name. We command heaviness to come off in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Heaviness, come off right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord, for freedom, 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 freedom for your people. Touch their hearts right now. 
Show them your incredible love, Jesus. Show them your incredible love for them right now, that even if they feel like they're in the cave, we thank you for the anointing of praise and worship in their life. That anointing of praise and worship that breaks off the heaviness that the cave would try to bring upon them. I decree over people right now who feel burnt out, who feel passionless. I decree that you're being filled with passion in the name of Jesus Christ. Be completely filled with passion for Jesus, for Jesus, full of fire, full of fire in Jesus' mighty name, full of fire right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see for those who are standing that this week, because you've stood in faith, there's an impartation that Holy Spirit's giving you right now. And even if you don't feel it, it doesn't matter. Just receive that by faith. As you begin to praise and worship God in your devotional life with Him this week, you're going to see breakthrough, that He's going to unlock your passion, and you're going to have incredible fuel for a new season. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Whoever's ministering, just keep going. That's fine. Point three. We're in verse six now. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him. David cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Come on. Come on. Who wants to be saved out of some trouble? ha. <laughs> Yeah, come on. This says, verse 7 shows you how he was saved. This is a revelation that David got through this. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and delivers them from trouble. Come on. Come on. How was David saved? The angel of the Lord came. Angels didn't die. Angels didn't disappear when Jesus went to heaven. They're still here. Angels are still here if you've got spiritual eyes to see. In fact, angels are mentioned more in the Bible than the Trinity is. It's interesting, isn't it? Angels are still here. David got this revelation that that word encamped literally means in the Hebrew that the angel came and encircled David. An angel came and ministered to David. Come on. Who wants to be ministered to today? The angel came down and ministered to David. That word deliverance from his trouble, that word deliverance is the Hebrew word shalatz. And it literally means to bring forth victory and to strip away bondage. Come on. Come on. That's the power of angels in our lives. This is the third point. Praise and worship activates the presence of God and the angelic realm to deliver you from trouble. Wow. Wow. Praise and worship activates the presence of God and the angelic realm to deliver you from trouble. Why? Because praise and worship is an act of faith. David said this poor man cried out. Even in his trouble in the cave, David cried out, the act of faith. And what does faith do? Faith activates the presence of God in our life. Faith 
attracts the presence of God. That's why you can see one believer full of the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Spirit, and they're moving in great power. And the other person has the same anointing, same Holy Spirit, they're baptized in the Spirit, but not much is happening in their life. It's because faith, faith activates the presence of God in your life. It's not like the Holy Spirit is not in your life. His presence is always there. It's just faith that that activates it. And listen to this, angels are always attracted to the presence of God. Angels will always come. They're attracted to God's presence. The role of angels in Scripture is to minister to you, to deliver you. And the third one is to bring messages from God. They're messengers, amen? There could be more. I'm sure there is. But they're the three main roles. In Acts chapter 12, Peter goes, he gets put into prison and it says he's sleeping there. He's lying there. Who would like to be delivered in their sleep? Come on, you don't have to do anything. That's good, isn't it? Peter, the man of faith, he had an incredible devotional life with God, incredibly intimate with Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, with the Godhead. And Peter, the the angel comes along and it says the angel struck him on the side and his chains fell off and the angel let him out of prison. Come on, come on. It's that easy for an angel. It's really easy. The presence of God comes and it activates the angelic realm. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas get put in prison. It's interesting that when we see the deliverance from trouble, the deliverance that when angels deliver people, all in the New Testament, it's always to get them out of prison. So that tells me that if you feel like you're in a prison, anxiety, fear, uh, whatever it is sent from the devil, you feel like you're put in a prison, well, God will send angels to deliver you. When we praise and worship, He sends angels to deliver us from the prison. Amen? And so Paul and Silas, it says they start praising and worshipping. It says they pray and they're singing psalms in the prison. They're praising God and worshipping God. And it says all of a sudden, bang, an earthquake comes and sets them free. Can I just say something? When you read this, this was not a natural earthquake. When the earthquake came, an earthquake can't strip the chains off someone. An earthquake can't get their feet out of bondage. This was the presence of God that came. This was the presence of God that came to deliver them from trouble. Come on. Come on. Praise and worship will always deliver you from trouble. Amen. All we have to do is praise and worship and God does the rest for us. That's how good God is. Come on, build your faith around that. If you're in trouble today, David, imagine all the trouble he was facing. He lost his job, lost his income, lost his family. He lost his position. People were trying to kill him. But it says the angel of the Lord came and camped around him. The presence of God came and delivered him. All because he was a man after God's own heart. All because he developed intimacy with God through praise and worship. Can I just say this? Start cultivating that lifestyle. It can be difficult at the start. It can feel foreign. It can feel hard. But that's what faith is. Faith says, I'm going to push through and I'm going to keep praising and worshipping God. So I'll walk throughout my day, and I didn't do this at the start, but you get used to it. I'll walk throughout my day. I'll be at work, wherever I am, and I can praise God. I can just say, thank you, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. Thank you, God, that I'm filled with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. You are so good. It's that easy. 
It doesn't have to be some loud, extravagant thing. It's really easy to praise and worship. Amen? Amen. Number four, in verse eight, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you know that that's in the text, you know, that's a command? That's a command. Taste and see. It's like, this is what the command is. It's like Holy Spirit is daring you. He's daring you. He's saying, come on, come on, taste and see. Begin, begin to taste and see that I'm good. Just go for it. Just try it a little bit. Just, just start it. Just 10 minutes. Just worship and praise me just for a couple of seconds. Just start to taste and see and you'll realize how good I am. Come on, come on. Are we getting this? Yeah. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. That's you today. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. That's a picture of people who are relying on their own strength. Your own strength to get you through. Young lions try to be independent and they're relying on their own strength. It's a picture of those who go through life and you're just trying to do it all on your own. You're striving, you're struggling, just trying to get through the day, just surviving. Listen, but those who seek the Lord, whoo, I love this scripture. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Wow. Wow. You've got to come up the front. Strong up here. Point four. Praise and worship draws from the Holy Spirit's supply. Praise and, praise and worship draws from the Holy Spirit's supply. My question to you is what supply are you drawing from throughout your week, throughout your days, when you're at work? What supply are you drawing from? Many of us draw from the supply of, I'm going to get home tonight and watch TV and I can relax. Many of us draw from the supply that I'm going to have a holiday in a month's time or in two months' time so I, just, I can just get through these next weeks. Many of us draw from, the, people can draw from the supply of addictions People can draw from the supply of hidden sin. People can draw from the supply of affirmation from other people. But David, he gets this revelation, those who seek the Lord, you'll never lack any good thing. Come on. It's time to draw from Holy Spirit's supply in your life. He lives within you. There is a well within you. There is a well of salvation within you. Come on. Holy Spirit lives within you. And by faith, when it says taste and see, that literally means to drink him in. To drink him in. That is completely biblical. To drink him in. Say, I believe and I drink you in, Holy Spirit. I draw you in. You are my supply. I rely on you for strength. So when we praise and worship God, it puts us in that place where we're drawing from our supply. John 7, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me and drink. All those who are thirsty, come to me and drink. And rivers of living water, that's the Spirit, that's God. Rivers of living water will flow through your innermost being. Through, so that means when you praise and worship, so think, you get home, you're tired. Oh, I just can't be bothered today. I've had days like that. I can't be bothered today. I'm a bit tired, Beck. 
She's not in the room. I'm a little bit tired. And she knows me. She says, you just go pray. That's like our little thing at the moment. She said, you just need to go pray. You just need to go worship because she knows the power and effect it has on my life, on our life. I'm a little bit tired. So you praise and worship. All of a sudden, it begins to draw from the strength of God in your life. All of a sudden, it draws on your supply. You're, not, you're struggling to, you know, there's someone at work or wherever, your family, and you're struggling to love them. Praise and worship. All of a sudden, you'll be filled with a supply of love. Amen? Come on. Come on. You need wisdom and revelation for your business. God, where do I lead my business? Praise and worship, and He'll give you His supply of wisdom and understanding. He'll give you direction. Amen? Are we getting this? Come on. That's a good one. Point five. We're going to move on. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. We're in verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. That's you today. And his ears are open to their cry. Point five. Praise and worship positions you to hear from God. Who would like to hear from God? Well, you know God's always speaking. I set you up for that. God's always speaking. We just struggle to listen. We struggle to listen. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, 21, 22, King David, he needs to hear from God on what to do. And so he praises God, he worships God, and he, he realizes, hang on, I can hear God now. Hang on, God's speaking to me. He wasn't not speaking before. God's always speaking. It's just we often don't position ourselves to hear from Him. We're often so led by the flesh we're led by the natural realm. And so we think, God, I've got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. What do I do here? We go, get our, we go get advice from our friend or we go get advice from someone else. No, if you praise and worship, you, all of a sudden, it's like you, you're always, you, you, you've got the Spirit in you, but it's like you step into the Spirit and then God can speak. Amen? It positions you to be Spirit-led. Come on, praise and worship. It's powerful. The apostles in Acts chapter 13... It says they were ministering to God, they were praying and they were worshipping and then Holy Spirit came and gave them an answer. It says, separate to me Barnabas and Saul. Separate Barnabas and Saul, send them out on missions for the work of ministry. The point is, is that when you cultivate praise and worship in your life, when you, when you start getting into a habit of doing this, you will hear from God. You will. You'll hear from God. I can tell you right now, the more... The more I begin to praise and worship, the more I've built up intimacy in my relationship with God. The, uh, I, I can tell you right now, I can hear from the Holy Spirit so much better. I'm still working on it. We had, um, we're playing cards the other night. Cards is fun, right? Like cards, cards, like, you know, a game. And uh, we're playing cards and the phone rang and it was the home phone, and so whoever, you know that when the home phone's ringing, it's like an overseas caller or it's a telemarketer, right? And so the phone rings, and you know, um, normally we just like, don't answer it, or like, you know, if you don't realize and you pick it up, the natural response is to be like, ah, oh, yep, no thank you, bang, hang out the phone. We're very, we're very kind as Christians, aren't we, to the telemarketers. That's what, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've ever done that before. I've done that before. And I felt like, it wasn't even, I won't even say that God was speaking to me. I just felt it in my heart. It was like an impression. And so I picked up the phone, 
let him do a little 20-second spiel. And then I said, look, I don't want what you're offering, but you know what? Jesus loves you so much. This is great. Jesus loves you so much. And, uh, and I think what I said. Jesus loves you so much. This call wasn't by accident. And I feel like God's telling me right now that you've been searching for God. You've been open to Him. He wants to meet you where you're at. He wants to start a relationship with you. The way we believe in Jesus is that we, is that we believe that He died for us because He did. He died for our sins. He rose again. And if we believe in Him, we can start our relationship with Him today. So I encourage you to let Jesus come into your heart by believing in Him. Bang, I hang up the phone. <laughs> and then as soon as I hang it up, I thought, oh, maybe I should have... Just stayed on to see what he wanted to say. <laughs> Poor bloke. But I tell you what, I've never heard a telemarketer be so silent before. But that's the whole point of being cultivating that intimacy with God in praise and worship is you begin to hear God more. You really do. You become more led by the Spirit and, and, you, and you realize that, you know, God brings along these opportunities. Often we miss opportunities because we're not hearing from God. Praise and worship positions you to do that. Last point, verse 22, and I always save the best till last. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants. I just want to spend five minutes here and then we're done. Think of David. I want you to use your imagination now. Imagine David. He's been betrayed by the king. He was very close to King Saul. He'd been betrayed by Saul. He'd been betrayed by, the, by his friends. He was no longer a part of the army. He was on the run. He, he'd lost everything. How would you feel? How would you feel in your heart? That I could guarantee you a lot of people would, would, bitterness would come along, unforgiveness would come along. You know, there would be, or I can guarantee you people would start getting angry at God because we're confused. God, what's going on here? Bitterness, unforgiveness, angry at people, angry at God, all these things that can come along from betrayal, what's happening with David, right? Listen to this. The Lord redeems the soul, the heart of His servant, of you. He redeems your heart. That's the redemptive work of Jesus. The redemptive work, uh, the power of God comes to you when you praise and worship, even in the midst of the worst situation in your life. Praise and worship unlocks the love of God to heal your heart from pain. Praise and worship unlocks the love of God. The, the, it, it tracks, the Father's love comes and He heals your heart from pain. He heals your heart from unforgiveness. He heals your heart from confusion, from anger, from, area, from things in your past. Maybe there's decisions you've made and there's shame. There's things that, that have happened and there's shame that's come along. God completely heals you of all of that, when you just give Him that little bit of praise and worship, when you just begin to boast in Him, you're my God, you're my Savior, I trust in you, you're my King, I worship you, I'm going to be a little, 
I'm going to be a little selfless and praise you. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to be a bit, it's going to be a sacrifice. It's hard. Imagine David in that cave. Imagine David in the cave. He's got 400 men who come along. They've all gone through the same situation. I mean, imagine the atmosphere that could be there for bitterness and hate and anger. Imagine that. With 400 blokes, oh yeah, King Saul tried to kill me. Oh yeah, he tried to kill me too. Oh, let's go back and get him. Come on, oh, and this guy supported him and my best mate was with him and my best mate didn't do anything. Come on, let's go get King Saul. Oh yeah, I know, oh, that person's annoying. I hate that person. Yeah, they did this to me back then. Ten years ago, this person did this to me. You know, imagine all the bickering that would have been going on in that cave. But King David, he begins to praise and worship God and he realises when he did that, that the Lord redeemed his soul. The Lord redeemed his heart. He redeemed him from pain. God wants to set people free from pain today. He wants to set you free from pain. You will be set free from your pain when you get close to him, when you're intimate with him, when you begin to praise and worship him. It is one of the most powerful things you can do. Your soul, your heart is your mind, your will, your emotions. And there's things in our life that the enemy wants to grab a hold of because he doesn't want you to make he doesn't want you to be whole. He doesn't want you to be a whole son or daughter. He wants you stuck in uh, insecurities. He wants you stuck in fear. He wants you stuck in the decisions of your past. But praise and worship unlocks the anointing of God that comes along and heals you. Amen? Amen. Come on. How good is that? So I encourage you this week, just wherever you're at, you may be at, you may be down there, you may be up here, you may feel like I praise and worship a lot. I don't do it at all. I just encourage you just to start. Just start doing a little bit more. Just engage God by faith. Just engage Him. Say, Lord, I'm here, Holy Spirit. I worship you. I praise you. Begin to cultivate that intimacy with Him. And through the, throughout this whole psalm in Psalm 34, the word deliverance is mentioned four times. Four is the number of creation and seasons. The moon, the stars, the sun, they were created on the fourth day and they govern the earth, they govern seasons, don't they? They govern the times. And I believe that even as people, if you get Psalm 34 into you, if you start pouring through this psalm and ask Holy Spirit to breathe upon it and to make it alive within you, I believe as you do that, it's going to create and bring a season of deliverance in your life. Those people who you feel like, got, how Pastor Andrew was saying at the start, that you feel like, well, uh, if you're honest with yourself, you would say, I'm not really intimate with God. I struggle to connect with God. I struggle emotionally to connect with Him. Well, I believe that as you pour through this psalm, that Holy Spirit's going to breathe upon it in your life and He's going to bring deliverance from that. Come on. Can we give God a hand? Amen. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. You are so good. You are so good, Jesus. We thank you for your power in our life. We thank you for your ability. Thank you, Father, that it's your desire to have deep intimacy with your people today. And I decree over people that it's easy to be intimate with the Father. I break off that lie that would say it's difficult for you 
And I say it's easy. It's really easy. And you need to start declaring over yourself that it's easy to be intimate with Him. It's easy to praise and worship Him. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. doesn't matter what your outward circumstances are looking like. It is easy to praise and worship. It's easy to be intimate with Him because He so desires it. Holy Spirit is wooing you and calling you to intimacy today. And so, Father, I ask that you would bring your Spirit upon those people. And you would release your love into their hearts, God. That there will be a fresh sensitivity to your presence. Father, thank you that you come and you heal people of pain from the past that you cause the the things that they've gone through that you bring forth the victory that your presence brings forth the victory in our life through praise and worship that you say just boast in him if you boast in him if you magnify God he does the work for you The battle is the Lord's when you're intimate with Him. Don't try and fight the battle on your own. Be intimate with God and you hand it over to Him. So we thank you, Lord. I decree over every single person today an upgrade in their intimacy with you. We release that Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Just speak to them right now. Show them how much you value them, Father. Show them your glory. Show them your glory, Holy Spirit. Reveal Jesus to us right now. Reveal Jesus. Reveal the glory of the Son to us right now. And I speak to those people who feel like I struggle to be, you struggle to connect with God in your emotions. I just decree freedom over your life right now in Jesus' mighty name. I break off the lies of the enemy that would come and say it's not for you, that this is just, this is my lot in life, that I can just have faith, but I'll never feel God's presence. I break off that lie in Jesus' mighty name. I speak over you. I say you are incredibly receptive to Holy Spirit. He lives within you. He's speaking to you today. And so we thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you. You revealed the Father to us and that we can be incredibly loved and intimate with you. Thank you, Lord.